Oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. God is just full of surprises. surprises he knew where my spirit was this week hallelujah God I love you so God nobody could have brought you here but God I didn't even know you were coming this group of people I pastored 20 years. <laughs> Some of them I haven't seen in years and years. And I told you when I was gone, I was gone. And for over 15 years, we haven't really communicated. But God must say this is a new day. You're the best people. I'm so surprised. God is an amazing God. <laughs> He's an amazing God. There's a lot of work here to do. And I'm rolling with however God is rolling. <laughs> and you can't have ministries unless you have people. I've been having a hard time putting together a team. I still haven't done it yet, but it looks like God has been me teams. I don't know what God is doing. So glad you're here, beloved. I want you to know the doors of this church are open and the need is here. You're wonderful people. You know where I was. Now, Lord, as I stand before your people, won't you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, for you are my strength. Hallelujah. And you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus. Fill us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. As we conclude our four-part series on the power of our words that are spoken, I want you to come with me to the Old Testament book of Proverbs. The Old Testament book of Proverbs. 
chapter 18, Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 21. Proverbs verse 18. Chapter 18, excuse me. Verse 21. And as you're able, won't you stand to read and hear or simply hear the word of God? Listen now for the word of the Lord. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. That is the Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And from the New Living Translation it says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. That can be a good thing now. If you speak God's word, you're going to reap God's power. That's all it's saying. If you love to talk, talk it right. That's all it's saying. If you love to talk, stop gossiping and say something that has power in it. Power. The word of God for the people of God Thanks. You may be seated, beloved. For the past four Sundays, we have been engaged in a Bible study, preaching. I'm going to combine the two. And have a, we go to get people who many of them will never have been church. We're going to do combine that. Bible study and preaching series called The Power of the Spoken Word. And this Sunday we'll conclude this series in summary, so let us know that our words, the words that come out of our mouth, throughout the Bible it says they create power. They have spirit. They have life. When you put them into the atmosphere, they have power. And our job and determination as Christians is to make those words have creative power. Anytime we speak something, either good or bad, we're giving life to what we're saying. Christians go around saying negative things about themselves and their families and their jobs and the church and their future things like, I ain't never been successful at nothing. Things like, uh, this sickness, I'm telling you, it's getting the best of me. This cold, I can't get rid of it. That's why you can't get rid of it. You just said you can't get rid of it. Business is so slow, I don't think I'm going to make it. Well, that's why you're not going to make it, because you didn't say this business will succeed in Jesus' name. I heard somebody say, flu season is coming. I'm probably going to get it. I get it every year. Well, you will. <laughs> that's what you said. And this is going to take practice, and this is going to take us making each other think to get out of the habit of thinking that talk is just noise. When the world even knows talk is power, that's why I put so much mess out there. 
They have not learned, nor do we. But we're going to get just what we speak into the atmosphere. The power of our tongue is the power to speak life and the power to speak death into reality. Here's the key, here's the key. You and I have been sent our words. We need to choose our words out of the direction we want our life to go. We need to choose our words in the direction we want our life to go. You can't speak defeat and expect to have a victory. You can't talk about lack and expect to have abundance because you'll produce what you've been saying with your words. You either bless or curse your own future. Look at your neighbor and say, speak blessing. Now smile at somebody. Now remember, remember that in the Gospel of Mark, some of these I'll be going back, some I'll be introducing some new things, but remember that in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, 23, we learned that if we have faith, so you just can't speak the word, you got to have faith. Amen. You got to have faith. You got to have the Holy Spirit. You got to have faith. And you got to open your mouth and say something. We learn that if we have faith and then we say and speak out unto the mountain to be cast into the sea, that then it will be done. And then it continues saying that whatsoever we say will come to pass. And we shall have what we say. Say speak it. Speak it. Believe it. Believe it. Receive it. Oh, child of, of God, what are we as a church saying? What are we saying to the world today? What are we letting escape our lips in vain and idle words? Words we think are sometimes really idle stuff. Words we hear from people, we love to say that. You know what somebody's saying? You know what I heard? Oh, Lord, gee, I'm, what? Words we hear from the world. Is that, is that what we're speaking today? Words we hear from the world? I've told you this. Somebody came to me and said, Pastor, God told me to tell you something. I'm going, so God talking behind my back now? I mean, we have direct contact. What is this? He hired me now. He gonna go to somebody else. He come, always come to me. What's the church saying? What's the church saying? We know what the world is saying. We know what the news is saying. We know what 2020 is saying. We know what President Trump is saying. We know what people are saying. We know what Beyonce is saying. Yeah, her latest is spirit. I got to look at that because it's... I told you, I'd be keeping up with the keeper. God speaks. Are we speaking? And do we know the words that God speaks? Then, then, then yes, you're speaking words from the Bible, from the church. If you don't know the word God speaks, then you're speaking words from the world. Simple as that. Because we must speak the promises of God into the atmosphere 
for God's plan to come on earth as it is in heaven. We must speak words that come from God's promises and teachings because we are Christians. And the thing I'm trying to do and I will be trying to do is to get us to understand that there are things we do as a Christian. We don't just say I'm a Christian. The world ain't buying that no more. They done spent the last 50 years with people saying they Christians. People who don't speak to them, people who don't know the word, people who don't like them, people who curse more than they speak the word. Talk about, and you still call yourself a Christian. That's why people stop coming. Because we stop being real Christians. We're peculiar people. We're peculiar people. And we are royal priesthood. We shouldn't do nasty, dirty things. That ain't royal. It ain't Christian. Look at your neighbor say, some things we do ain't Christian. <laughs> we cannot expect the world to speak what the world does not know. The world we live in has become a noisy place for the negative. Am I right? There is negativity flooding the atmosphere today. Therefore, we must make some noise, too, because what we speak is making a firm decree and a declaration and a decision based on faith and the promises of God. What we speak has the power to change our situations. What we speak has the power to bring things into the natural that create a positive change. There are good things in the atmosphere just hanging there because we haven't called them down. We haven't spoken them out and made them real. God created the world with the words from his mouth. A change that is alignment with the world of God. Look at your name and say, neighbor, open your mouth. <clears throat> And decree and, decree. and, declare, and declare in Jesus' name. In Jesus. And sometimes we get an attitude, you know, when we get mad and upset. And, and we need to get an attitude about what we say. You say I'm nothing. God says I'm his masterpiece. My bank account says I'm broke. God says I'm temporarily out of cash because he can provide my every need according to his riches in glory. This is what I want, want to know. This is what I want to know. This is what I want to know. Are you ready for some miracles and some wonders to happen in your life? Church, do you believe in miracles? Do you believe that God will make things happen that you could never have thought of? Do you believe that God is doing a new thing? Do you believe that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think? Do you believe it? I love God because here lately he's just been showing me stuff I would have never thought of. More than I could ever have thought of. It's been a great week. Are you ready? Are you ready to see the kingdom of God manifest in God's church? 
There's just so much mess going on in God's church. He ain't going to have that. Do you really think he's going to allow that to keep going on? People go, I don't know why. I don't know why the churches are empty. Because God ain't gone across the street. He'll be back when we ask him. <laughs> God said, y'all so uppity, y'all thought that I couldn't make it without you? Ha. I'm God all by myself. You need me more than I need you. If you're not doing it my way, are you ready to witness people coming to Jesus by the thousands? Oh, God, there's nothing more exciting. You know, people are energy. And when you go to large churches, there is so much energy that the Holy Spirit and God, they just love energy. Every human being is a soul. And God said, I want souls. I want all those people on the outside to come in the inside. And all that energy to give me praise. It's something about energy from people. If we want to see that, then we need to make a decree in the name of Jesus. And watch what happens. Watch what happens. Jesus said, on this rock, what did he say? I build a Methodist church. He said, on this rock, I will build me a Baptist church. Build me a Lutheran church. Those are all I'm, I'm naming the dying ones. I'm going to build me Episcopalian church. He said, on this rock, I will build my church. So whenever we call a church my church, we speaking wrong. It's not our church. You invite people to God's church. You invite people to God's house. Do you know there are some of us, they're telling us now, there are, there are churches in some other areas of the country who don't even use United Methodists anymore in their name because it's become a negative thing. They leave it out. And they letting us do it because they told us whatever we do to bring people in is fine with them at this point, just so it's not illegal. <laughs> Help me up in here, somebody. Especially with their property that we don't own. Anyway, on this rock I build my, my church, my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. All he might close us, but as he closes us, he's opening up some more. They call non-denominational. They the ones that are growing now. Glory to God. Don't, don't hate. God is not a God of denominations. <laughs> oh, God, help me up in here. Stop complaining. Stop criticizing. Stop dealing with trivial matters and speak life into the church. Of Jesus Christ, I decree that I will go into the well and make disciples for Jesus Christ. That's our number one job as a Christian, is to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I decree that there is nothing too hard for God. I've always believed that. Always believe that. Always believe that. 
When I was in Compton, people thought they sent me someplace and they said, can't nothing good come out of Compton. I said, that's where I want to be. Because my God, the God that I serve, he'll show me how great he is because that's what God does. He takes nothing and creates something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. They say ain't nothing going on in Pacoima. Pacoima first is a pastor killer church. That's what they told me. And then they showed me how many y'all had, so what can I say? But I wasn't scared. I said, that's the church I want. Hey, glory to God. God is able to do. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And he knows that everything that goes against me, I'm black, I'm a woman, I'm a United Methodist. I was in Compton, now I'm in the valley. <laughs> when the big day comes, I got sense enough not to give nobody the glory, but God himself. Because the only person who can turn this church around and others like it is now God himself. And if he comes up in here, you're going to see some change coming. Let's look at the book of Ezekiel just for a minute. Ezekiel chapter 35. You remember the story of the valley of the dry bones? Valley of the dry bones. See, in the future, we're going to start telling all the Old Testament stories. All the, so at least y'all have a Bible base from the church. Old Testament story, the valley of dry bones. Uh, he was taken by the spirit of, uh, he was taken up by the spirit of, of dry bones. God looked down and he said, oh my God, in his spirit, he said, all them, all them dry bones. You know, it's just, and the Bible says, lo, they were very, very dry. <laughs> oh, Lord, I've been in thousands of churches. There's some of them, they are very, very dry. <laughs> I used to tell people, I grew up in the funeral home. I've been in some churches. I go, oh, I know this atmosphere. <laughs> like a funeral home up in there. Um, how many understand this valley represents a, a low time and, and the bones represent death? And the people in this Bible story were expecting a, a time of great loss. They were, they were down. They were suffering. They were declining. They were in despair and they were in hopelessness. They, they themselves thought they were at the bottom of the bottom and the worst of the worst. Oh, God said, I got you just where I want you. <laughs> so God asked... Pastor Ezekiel. Pastor Ezekiel. See, we didn't stop that craziness about relationship between pastor and clergy. That's so trivial. We should have been interested in the relationship between the pastor and God and the lay people and God. <laughs> Not our relationship between each other. Then that makes lay people think that they are pastor too. And the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. <laughs> so he went to the pastor. He went to Pastor Ezekiel, and he said, Ezekiel, can these bones live? God talks to preachers. I believe God is asking us this same question today. Can these bones live? Can the death of holiness and righteousness be brought back to life? 
Can the dead parts of our hearts be reborn with new life? Can the, can the mental pain and anguish of our past be brought back to the living? Can sickness and disease be overtaken with life and the dry bones live once more? Well, I believe God is asking us these questions even today, but God does not initiate, you have to look at this, the miracle for Pastor Ezekiel. We talked about this in one of our lessons. People say, where are God? God say, where are you? We say, God, what you doing? God is saying, what you doing? This is a partnership. You're a Christian. You got a role to play. See, but God did not initiate the miracle himself. God asked the pastor. He said, pastor, can these bones live again? God didn't bring life to the bones, and he could have. And from the dry bones, we can see that God did not stop the death from happening in the first place. Ooh-hoo. Ooh-hoo. I say, where churches are dying, God has gone somewhere. Because God is a God of life. <laughs> so if the church is dying, duh. Because God ain't in it. Somebody say Amen. Just because it looked like a church, talk like a church, act like a church don't mean it's a church. No more than your sitting in McDonald's makes you a Big Mac. <laughs> Where was God? God was sitting high. And he was looking low. He was looking for those who were the saints of the day. The Christians of today to partner with him and take the authority that he had given him. He was looking for the preachers of today. Churches love lazy preachers who want to sit in the office and do nothing. You should never be able to find me. You should never want to know what I know and I will know more than you always know. They want to do the work while the pastor go home and sleep. We got some lazy pastors. I've said it out of my mouth today. And the church goes along with it. Where was God doing all this? God was sitting high and looking low. Waiting to see what we were going to do. God spoke not to the dry bones, but to Pastor Ezekiel. Instructing him to prophesy. He said, Pastor, preach. A pastor told me the other day for Easter, he said, for Easter, I didn't feel like preaching. So I just asked the people to get them testify. I thought I'd drop dead. <laughs> you lazy preacher. It takes days and hours to prepare a sermon. It takes practice and work. It's an art. You ought to be working on it. No, you don't want to preach because preaching takes time and work and effort. Don't know Holy Ghost give you the word of God to speak on a Saturday night. <laughs> the devil is a lie. I am prepared every Sunday. I let the people, oh Lord, I wanted to hurt him. You know, the, old, the young preachers now call me Mother Pastor. I started to mother him real good out in the parking lot. <laughs> He said, Ezekiel, prophesy, preach, instructing him to decree, instructing him to activate the miraculous power.
power of his voice. And as Pastor Ezekiel decreed life over the bones, as he spoke life over the bones, as he spoke rebirth into the bone, suddenly there was a rattling noise all across the valley. I'm talking about the value of the preached word. I used to go to United Methodist churches to preach and then $25. I went, what? You're going to give me $25 for the word of God? It's invaluable. And then I go to other churches and get from $1,200 to $5,000. Because they said the word of God is invaluable. Look at your neighbor and say, that was wrong. Or the Methodist church, that was wrong. God said, what your treasure is and what you love and respect. You can't pay a pastor enough for speaking God's word on a Sunday morning. He said, speak, preacher, speak. And then suddenly, oh, I love suddenly. At my age, I'm in such a hurry. I'm in a hurry. But God is in a hurry, too. That's why he's bringing old people back. He's in a hurry. He know we in a hurry. I can't be wasting no time with y'all. I ain't got that much time to waste. I'm in a hurry like God is in a hurry. I believe now that things are going to happen suddenly. The Bible says suddenly there was a rattling noise all across the valley. That's what the Bible says. You know, beloved, 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 these are some troubled times. Troubled times. Troubled times. We pass by troubled people, and we don't even do nothing. We used to feed people but never invite them into worship because we like to keep them hungry so we'd have something to do. But we didn't want to bring them into worship so that they'd never be hungry again. Something wrong with us. We love to go to people who we wouldn't invite to church. In my ministry and come, my favorite member, one of my favorite members was Brother Clyde. He was the homeless member in the church. My favorite member, my favorite. He'd come in the church, sit at the front. And then people come to me talking about he smell. I don't care if he smell, I want you to go home if you don't want to smell it, because he ain't going nowhere. That's Mr. Floyd. He be saying, sing choir like God told you to. I'm going, go on, Brother Floyd. Go on, Brother Floyd. They in here dressed up, ain't open their mouth. <laughs> you in here dirty, praising the Lord. Because I'm not going to leave anybody. He brought more new people probably than a whole lot of other people because he would clean windows at the filling station and then he'd testify about his church. Now all these people come and say, uh, the man at the filling station told us about this church. Don't tell me that God won't use anybody. You ain't got to be cute to be used by God. You ain't got to be educated to be used by God. You don't got to be no star in God show, baby. You just got to be faithful. And so, beloved, here I am. I ask you again before we come. Who's ready for rebirth? Who's ready for life instead of death? Who's ready for power to come alive within your body? Who's ready to hear rattling over your life as you see your words move the very hand of God? Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. And so, beloved, as the Spirit hovers over us, miracles happen. 
We ought to be looking for supernatural miracles when we speak aloud according to his word. Hear this now. The spirit of God must be in the place. You can't speak with godly power without the Holy Spirit working with your spirit. That's what they're telling us. We got to get the Holy Spirit back into this denomination. We got to get it. Ain't nothing going to happen. The spirit of God must be present. The Holy Spirit is the catalyst that makes the words we say become miracle-making, wonder-working words. When the Holy Ghost is speaking, you can just speak to the mountain. He didn't say pray to the mountain because, you know, we love to pray. We love to say, but I pray. Yeah, you're asking for something. And that's quick. And then you're worried about you don't know how to pray. The Holy Spirit will teach you to pray. Yes, he will. I remember in, back in the day when I, that was something I didn't ever want to do in public was pray. Let me preach, but don't ask me to pray. Then I start saying to the Holy Spirit, let there be light to my soul and my spirit. And I went to a church where my job was then to pray. I wasn't a pastor of that church. The pastor said, you going to pray. I'm going, but I don't want to pray. He said, oh, but you're going to pray. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir, pastor. So nearly every Sunday, I was praying. God will do that to you. He didn't say pray. He said, speak to the mountain. God spoke to the fig tree. Jesus spoke to the storm. Peace. Be still. And so we were told to preach that speaking aloud, saying to the kingdom of heaven at hand, we are told to heal the sick. That's laying on hands. God, it's that we're we supposed to do things. These are principle practices. We are commanded to cleanse the lepers, not just pray for the lepers. Speak life to the dead, not just pray for them. And cast out demons, not just ask God to do it. Speak the word of God. Believe the word and receive the promises we are expecting to speak the word of God out loud. What will you prophesy, child of God? What will you say? In the last days, God says, everybody going to be filled with the Holy Spirit to preach. My sons and my daughters will preach the word. And so, as we understand that these past four Sundays we've been teaching and saying what the Bible says you shall decree a thing and it will be established unto you when you believe that as much as you believe John 3.16, then you will have exactly what you say. You will have exactly what you say. Oh, my beloved, today I decree that this word will go into your heart like a seed and you will water it until it grows. I decree that the utterances that pour out of your mouth will pour into an atmosphere expecting that word to manifest. God says my word does not become void when it goes forth. We ain't talking God's word. We talking all this other mess. Manifest God's will being done on this earth. And so I pray today, Lord, make, make the people that you sent me to serve, make their mouths a fountain of life. Make my mouth a fountain of life. Let 
the people here encourage more than critique. Set opportunities to speak kind and tender-hearted words. Be a person whose mouth is full of life. Walk up to a stranger and say something good to them. Make it a habit. My mama say, if you can't say nothing good about somebody, just don't say nothing. And so I decree in the name of Jesus that the glory of God will fill this house. I decree in the name of Jesus that we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto us. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus that we set no other God before God. I decree in the name of Jesus that miracles and signs and wonders shall follow the preaching of the word. I decree in the name of Jesus that a new season for this house has come. And the old has gone away. I decree in the name of Jesus that we are all baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And we walk in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I decree that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I decree in the name of Jesus that in this house, our Father pours out his spirit upon all flesh. Our sons and our daughters shall prophesy, and old men and women shall dream dreams. And young men and women shall see visions. I decree and declare that every son and every daughter of this house will put his or her hand to the plow according to each one's gifts. I decree in the name of Jesus that we will dwell in unity in this house. And God commands a blessing from our unity in this house. And so we speak to every spirit causing disunity and we say, be removed and cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. I decree we have a supernatural grace we set our hearts to seek God and we reward. He rewards us openly. I don't need things and rewards from people as much as I need it from God. I decree in the name of Jesus that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, the Lord shall condemn. This house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Speak life. Because you shall have what you decree. Pray, fast, read the word, hear the word, do the word. Christians ought to be a busy people. Those are the principles and the actions of being a Christian.
start speaking the word of God to everybody that you talk to. Speaking to the atmosphere. On your job, speak. In your home, speak. Speaking to the 